0: Welcome to The Band Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea Frazier, and with me is Aaron Beaver, president of YBDT, a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career.
1: Today we're talking about region audition prep at both the middle and high school levels. Welcome to The Band Hall. Hi, Chelsea, how are you doing?
0: Hello, Erin. It is good to be back. Um, I say that like it hasn't just been a week, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love recording these with you, so I am excited for today's episode and to talk about region.
1: Yeah. We full disclosure how the sausage is made. We kind of came up with this topic on the fly, but I think that. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to be a a rich area to explore. I'm excited to kind of dig in.
0: Definitely. We're always trying to think of good episode topics, and um, this one is very relevant to what's happening right now in all of our lives um, at both levels. So for us uh, at the middle school level, uh, at at my particular school, we do an all-district Audition. Um, We have. We are in the same region as Fort Bend ISD, um, and then our ISD is uh, Lamar Consolidated, and we're both pretty big. Um, So a long time ago, I don't know exactly when, we kind of split off and started doing our own thing. And so it's just LCISD schools, which is still a bunch of schools and a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And Fort Bend kind of does their own thing, too. And it's great. And we call it all district, but I constantly am accidentally saying all region (laughs) just because it's been beat into me for so long. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's, you know, it's what's best for our kids. And we have a lot of really fantastic clinicians that come out and a, a large band and... And yeah, and you, of course, do the TMEA um, all-state process.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. up until this year, uh, we've been TMEA. This year, uh, my school actually went down from 5A to 4A. So we're going to be be part of ATSSB for the first time. So we're really excited to kind of see how things work out there and what the differences are and similarities and such.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, looking across the state, the the process is really similar, if not the same. Of course, at the high school level, it's, you know, standard across the board. Um, But even at the middle school level, it's pretty similar Mm -hmm. for everybody. Um, We have in our audition, we have two etudes, a fast and a slow, and we have scales, Mm -hmm. memorized scales for ours. Um, And I think most people do that. Um, whether or not they're memorized or what scales are involved or, you know, whatever. But I think, you know, most of us are, have like the
1: two etudes, right? Right. Um, the TMEA level, um, has three etudes, uh, Mm um, no scales, but ATSSB is that same two etude and scales model. So
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know ATSB had scales with Yeah, them they do. At the high school mm-hmm. level. So
1: uh, we've been really drilling these scales into the kids because, you know, other than knowing them in class, you know, they haven't had a reason to actually dig in and make sure that they know the ins and outs of all of them. And, you know, some, right. some of them are two octave when they haven't been playing two octave. And then there's the chromatic scale, which goes all the way up to you know their the highest note in the range and so mm. it's been an interesting adjusting period and the kids are some of them like it a lot but others are very uh resistant to change i'll say
0: i will tell you this that i got as a student i got in trouble for my scales a lot mm. a lot i tell my kids every year like when i start teaching them in sixth grade i'm like all right well well, let me tell you my story, because in sixth grade, Miss Frazier learned all of her scales, and then thought that she didn't need to have them anymore, and then so she forgot them and went to seventh grade. <laughs> then in seventh grade, I had to know my scales, and so I learned them over again, and then I forgot them, because, of course, you don't need them in eighth grade. Of course. And then I got to eighth grade, and then I just do that, and <laughs> they're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> um, I was constantly getting in trouble for those. But I get it. I mean, it's like the the, the easy ones, the common... The common the common keys mm-hmm. your your kids probably know, but like, how often are you playing in the key of B? You know,
1: right?
0: So, so we'll start with um, when you pass it out. So for us, um, we have we have the uh, the rule in our district that we do not pass out our music until the first day of school. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody has any access to it in the district until that very first day of school. And then, and then it's whenever you want to pass it out. If you want to pass it out on the first day or wait a little bit, whatever you do. Um, we make binders for all of our kids at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. And, and so we have them automatically put in their binders. We ha- hand them the binders on the first day. So that's when we give our kids... The music and some kids, you know, forgot it existed over the summer. Some kids are like dying to have it, and everywhere in between. But we pass it out on the very first day of school. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, we do something similar. Um, I get it to every kid the first day of summer band. Um, mm-hmm. Same same concept though. When we're packing our binders and everything, um, we have folders with all the marching music, all the stand tunes and stuff. And then um, their region music and their scales are in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go around to every sectional and I give the, the spiel about region band, how it's the, you know, best way that you can get better at your instrument and make the band better. <laughs> and they all roll their eyes and act like they're too cool for it. And too cool. But they, <laughs> they have the music day one, which is huge. Uh, but another thing we do... Um, after the marching band is over, or as we're winding down, um, we do our auditions for our winter concert bands, and the audition music (laughs) is the region music. So, honestly,
0: two birds, one stone. Exactly.
1: So I tell them, like, you know, if you want a good, good band for the winter concert, the audition music's right here. You have it, so you can start practicing it. You know, And then by the time they, they practice it for the audition, I'm like, hey, you know it. You might as well audition for All Region. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, Mr. When Beaver. Do you...
0: <laughs> when do you do auditions for, the, for, the, for that? When do you do those um, auditions?
1: We do them um, right after competitions are over. So oh, okay. um, we'll have our last competition, and then we give them about a week to get all the recordings in and then the next mm-hmm. week we start start concert prep you know because depending on you know what happens in the competition year and depending on when you know winter break falls and Thanksgiving break falls we're kind of going fast and furious trying to get a oh, concert yeah. together for December but it seems seems to work out for us so we we, we enjoy doing it that way
0: on the, on the flip side of, like, being a, dur- ba- a band director, excuse me, is I also teach private lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a full, crazy big studio or anything. I'm actually trying to um, cut down on my personal lesson teaching a little right. bit just because it's a lot as a f- full-time band yeah. director to also go and teach lessons, but I've taught them for, um, for quite a while, and my my kids that I have, that I teach privately, as soon as it's posted on the TMEA website, I send it to those mm-hmm. kids. Now, what they do with it at that point <laughs> is up to yeah. them. I just had, um, this year, their, their lessons, I had one kid walk in and I like, okay, remember this is what we did. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, all, <laughs> all region or state or whatever. And then one kid came in with, like, two etudes practically learned. Like, nuts and bolts, you know? Right. So, I send them I send them the link in case they don't have it. I make sure they have the right book, and I link that in case they need it. It's the same book every year, mm-hmm. but, you know, whatever. And um, I send them the videos whenever they come out, and, you know, I make sure that they know, hey, by the way, it's out, and you can start working on it now, even though... Um, I'm not there with you at this second
1: yeah the you know private lessons can be a lot of help um, when when prepping for for the region process um, mm-hmm. we actually don't have any kids taking private lessons at my school um, we're, we're in a rural district and it's really far out so we don't we don't have we don't have the access to private mm-hmm. teaching staff, um, but we, um, you know, we encourage kids to seek out those kind of things. We'll have, you know, master classes every once in a while. Um, I get in contact with some professors from college and see if they'll do Zoom lessons. Um, so, you know, we don't have regular lesson programs, but I try and get, you know, the kids who really want to try out and want to really do well I try and get them hooked up um, with some private instruction um, before auditions happen
0: yeah that's great that I mean that you're making that happen mm-hmm. for them it's your your distance from like proximity mm-hmm. to lesson teachers I'm sure is
1: hard yeah it can be pretty prohibitive um, but you know it's just it's one of those things and yeah yeah You know, you still have good band kids and you still do good band things. So absolutely.
0: um, We do have private lesson mm -hmm. teachers. Um, I'm constantly trying to get more kids in lessons. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like, you know, from from COVID, it's almost like we're trying to build it back up, you know. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But we do have a lot of kids in private lessons and our private lesson teachers are everything to helping these kids and and these kids seeing it's just the easiest way to see a lot of success yeah, of course you know in in this music you know no matter what level you're at but these private lesson teachers i can especially at high school level right i can teach you the notes and the rhythms and i can teach you basic musicality and stuff mm-hmm. like that but there are going to be some things that a private lesson teacher is going to be able to like a a specialist on their instrument, you know what I mean? That I'm not going to be able to teach you. I don't know the ins and outs and of, of tuba like, like you Mm -hmm. would, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, if that's something that is available to you or into your kids, that's everything, man.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I think, you know, anyone who has the opportunity to take lessons should take lessons. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, you know, and we've, you know, I've had kids that have been like, "Hey, we've there's this guy that I know. He, you know, he has a music degree, and he wants said he wants to teach me lessons. I said, Do it, do yeah, it.' Yeah, done. You know, you'll only get better, and if you get worse, then um, we'll talk. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
0: uh, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, especially with the the, the Allstate Music is hard, man. Mm-hmm it's hard and there's you know extended um, knowledge that you just have to have with some of that stuff yeah um, but but yeah I mean private lessons we could go on that for on that for forever and there is a private lesson episode if you guys want to go back and listen to it where Amanda and her husband mm-hmm. Brett who is a full-time private lesson teacher they chat um,
1: yeah that's a great so episode. highly
0: rec- yeah highly recommend listening to Self-promo. that promo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prom- promo for ourselves. Yeah. Um, Not a paid but... sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> We're, yeah. We'll pay ourselves for that one. Uh, but yeah, private lessons, master classes you touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we do too at, you know, the middle school level. We try and bring out, we are lucky that we are like 30 minutes from downtown Houston. Right. And there's, you know, Rice University and there's um, U of H and there's also, um, you know, the... Houston Symphony and the opera and the ballet and there's a, m- a million amazing musicians mm-hmm. around um, and just great people that we know. So we we try and bring out masterclasses um, as much as we can. We start with the instruments that none of us are specialists on. Okay, <laughs> you know, right. so um, flute masterclass is one that we book right off out of the gate. <laughs> We're like, girl, get in here. Um, and she comes in clarinet is one that we'll book quick Mm -hmm. double reads we're always searching for a bassoon person so shout out to anybody that teaches bassoon (laughs) hit me up in the houston area there you go um but it's like in like percussion like those people we 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 make sure that we get our kids the attention that they need um and then we try and get it for everybody else like we'll bring in um, Sarah Cranston, Kevin's wife, is a professional horn player. I play horn, but, I mean, she's a thousand times better than I could ever dream to be. <laughs> right. And so, like, why wouldn't I bring someone in like that for my horn players, you know? Yeah. Even though even though I'm confident in what I'm saying and that's my primary instrument, like, why would I not get a, a professional musician in here if I have the capability to? Um. And same, same with all the instruments. Just getting experts and pros in front of them is so, A, beneficial, but B, so cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it really gets them to, you know, see the possibilities on their horn. You know, they, they hear us play all the time, but, you know, yeah. they think it's kind of status quo, like, you know... I'm sure Miss Frazier's good, but like, I don't know how good she is. And, <laughs> but I get to hear other Depends people. Depends on the day. Right? <laughs> you know, I get to hear people whose job it is to be good at their instrument. And that's
0: for sure. That's great. And we always make sure to hype it up to the kids too. Like, you don't know how lucky you are that this person is coming out or that we have this time to do this or this, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids get really excited.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, So one of the workarounds we have for not having a private lesson program and not being able to get so many people out to us is we actually have a applied music class. Um, And for those who Hmm. don't know or have have not had experience with it, it's actually a, a class kids can take for practicing. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so we, you know, we've had some scheduling issues this year, but um, usually we have a pretty packed class. We've had 15, 20 kids that come in and, you know, they have a dedicated time every day to practice their region music. Um, and one every week we do tests, we, they do chunks of their region music every day. They perform them for us and each other. And we talk about it, give them advice and tips and, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they just keep working. Um, and we get to go around and listen to all of them play while they're practicing and tell them, what you know what they're doing wrong and things they can do better and then they don't listen to us and right uh, and then
0: you say it again the next <sighs> <exactly>. day and
1: <laughs> so it's, it's just like band except they're just practicing <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool though so is it just like a fine arts credit
1: for yeah yeah it is and they that's awesome they can take it um three times uh at our school at least um mm-hmm. they they can take it their sophomore junior senior year um and yeah it's it's great and every kid is required to audition for region and Mm -hmm. almost every kid makes it every year so yeah it's a really cool thing to have especially if you don't have access to private lessons or you know things that that other districts might have that you don't so Mm -hmm. you know if, if yeah you if that's something that you know someone out there is interested in um feel free to reach out i'd be happy to talk about our applied music and you know things that we talk about and how we get our counselors involved and on board Mm -hmm. with it so Mm -hmm. it's it's been a great thing for us
0: that's great we um at the junior high level we have we we do so we have advisory time Mm -hmm and you know everybody calls it something different ours is called longhorn time because we're longhorns Um, which if anyone has not if I haven't told you guys yet we are the maroon longhorns that is our yeah we're maroon and white uh, longhorns that's it's It makes no sense it makes no sense and every time I wear something out that is like school related and they're like uh UT and they're like "Mm, but wait it's maroon and then I'm like dude and I went to Texas Tech like I don't know what to tell you (laughs) like it's but we call it longhorn time and in years past we've been able to um we'll just write passes for kids because none of the teachers want their kids during Longhorn time. Right. Like, they, they want them gone. There's They're not doing anything mm-hmm. or they're doing makeup work or w- whatever they're supposed to be doing. And they're like, dude, if you can take as, take as many kids as you want, <laughs> like dude, we'll take them. As long as they're practicing, right? we'll take them. Mm-hmm. Bring them down. And so fourth period used to be our off period. And so we would have tons of kids in there in every single advisory mm-hmm. time um which were just opposite of lunches. This year our schedule is a little different. Our off period is moved to first period. Mm. Um but um we are going to be able to have some kids come down for lessons and stuff like that and we have advisory time as a dedicated band time now.
1: Oh, that's cool. Which is really
0: cool. We haven't been able to have that before. Mm. So we usually do as far as looking at um, we can kind of transition to looking at actually teaching the music. We do sectionals, um, of course, and then we do um, a breakout day at least at least once a week mm-hmm. if we can do it more awesome. But we'll do a full breakout day where I will take like horns and um, someone else, will, the other director will take like saxes and low reeds. They're all, they all have the same music um, and we'll do groups of that. Our trumpets, bass, clarinet, bassoon, like all low brass, they all have the same music. And so Kevin will take them Mm -hmm. and we'll have a masterclass happening of clarinet. And we'll try and all break out for the entire time, at least once a week, um, if not more than once. And so they're getting that time with us, which I think is, you know, really important. Now with ATSSB, is the music, you'll have to forgive me, I just, I haven't done it mm-hmm. um is the is any of the music similar like instrument to instrument
1: yes um brass wise it is at least um okay. so all of the brass music is the same except for horn oh um, okay,
0: yeah we're, we're
1: this yeah, yeah the odd one's out it's fine <laughs> yeah we're the odd I'm ones sure out yeah yeah as a horn player Always. you're called odd a lot so <laughs>
0: that makes sense whatever <laughs>
1: um so yeah so i've i've been able to kind of take take groups um Great. of, you know, trombone um tuba, euphonium trumpet and just kind of mm-hmm. work with them when I can. Um, and I even told, mm-hmm. them, told them, like, y'all can practice together. Like, you know, if you have a, a trumpet buddy and you're a trombone player, you can practice together. And it's, it's cool. You're playing the same music. You don't often get that. Yeah. And so um, the woodwind music is all different. Um, okay. But but that's that's it yeah um, Right.
0: but but it, at least that brass thing helps mm-hmm. man it does um do you guys ever break out in class time
1: um not so far um cuz okay. I mean, we're still deep in marching band learning drill oh yes of course things like that but right. um pretty soon our sectional time once we are comfortable with all our music we're going to kind of transition into um doing region stuff and so Mm -hmm. that that'll start happening probably beginning of october maybe the end of september you know once they get they get so bored of the marching band music and (laughs) that they stop sounding good (laughs) which happens (laughs) it happens oh yeah um, i'm sure
0: you're you're playing the same music for so long
1: so i'll i'll kind of help liven it up a little by breaking out the region music and we'll start looking at that and stuff and so it'll it'll start you know working its way in
0: right right well um whenever we start looking whenever we start looking at music we i mean it's definitely at first notes and rhythms Mm -hmm. right um being the biggest thing i you know try and, and we all know how to to hash those things out um but i try to introduce that and get through that as quickly as i can for the kids that are going to run with mm-hmm. it and really take it to the next level, and then going back and and hitting hitting smaller chunks at a time and adding everything else in. Is that kind of how you approach it, too?
1: Yeah, um, we well, for for the ones who are not in the applied music, that's kind of how we go. Um, yeah. For the for the applied music kids, we kind of just point them in a direction and say go, um, mm-hmm. and then correct as we as we go through the weeks because um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a self-paced class and that's kind of the expectation is that you learn this music on your own and right. we we help and we give direction, but it's really your baby, which right. <clears throat> independence-wise I think works really well for them.
0: Well, and I, th- I think the kids that sign up for that class are going to be more likely to... Mm-hmm self motivating. exactly yeah you know um yeah we we try and get through it as as quickly as we can because there's going to be some kids that after that day or like once we get all the way through it they're going to take it and run mm-hmm. and um there are some kids that will go back and they'll need like the more detailed stuff but
1: so you may hear a pretty significant cut we had a, a dog emergency going so on i i
0: apologize <laughs> We've been in this room for so long, and he's and Charlie has been so chill. I have a beagle named Charlie, and now he suddenly needs attention now that we're recording. So. Well,
1: the attention's not on him, so now it needs to be. <laughs> you know, my dog feels the same way.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're back at it.
1: So, um, to digress, um, resources for the kids when they um, when they first start looking at. Uh, this region music um Mm -hmm. we try and help our kids find a good reference recording um Mm -hmm. i don't know how big you guys are on reference recordings um
0: no i definitely like reference recordings the only big difference with us is that we have to create our own
1: right do do y'all have so y'all do new music every year
0: no well it used to be Mm. and then in the last couple of years we finally the directors in the district we were like why are we doing this to ourselves let's just make a rotation Mm -hmm. and so now we're finally getting into okay i can use that same recording that i did you know two years ago or whatever it was (laughs) yeah but we do create our own but we we put them on canvas that's the learning management system we Mm -hmm. use in my district um, we put them up on Canvas and it really helps the kids. Okay. Like, seriously helps them.
1: That's great. Yeah, ATSSB, um, I've, I've learned from since g- coming down from TMEA to ATSSB, um, their music is on a five year rotation, which I think oh, is great. I, didn't know that. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So, you can go on the website and it has every year A through E and the it has the etude, the name, the uh, the book it's from. It has mm-hmm. all the errata already marked down. It has all the cuts already marked down and the tempos, and so it's super useful. Um, we've we found transitioning into it really approachable and easy. So that's great. anybody who's uh, who maybe joining ATSSB in the future. I, I think that's something mm-hmm. that you don't need to be afraid of.
0: Um, and it's just on the website? Yeah,
1: it's on the ATSSB great. website. Um, so that's really great. But because um, the the etudes repeat, there are a lot of recordings out there like on YouTube and such. Um, some of great quality. Uh, mm. Others... <laughs> Keyword, um, not so much, you know. So right. you really have to guide your your students when they are trying to find good reference recordings. Um, you don't want them to be listening to that sophomore playing their <laughs> playing their etudes on YouTube from five years ago. Uh, you want them to find the professional recordings. So it's exactly. Um, I think making sure they find those recordings is important. Um, Another cool thing, um, Mm ATSSB-wise, is um, I think it's the Dallas Wind Symphony um, actually has recordings of all the ATSSB etudes that you can purchase for your kids. What? That's cool. Yeah, we recently discovered that. I'm not sure if they also do the TMEA etudes. but. Uh, my head director was he found that it's like a hundred dollars and you get recordings for both etudes for every instrument so that's amazing yeah so we're definitely
0: and then since it's a rotation you just mm-hmm. have yeah. them
1: yeah so you can pay for it once and have it forever every five that's years great. so um that's definitely something uh, we're going to be utilizing um but yeah um anything to add I-
0: yeah, I will say um, if you are like me and it's, you know, your own localized thing, um, if it's possible and you are and you have to create your own recordings, if it's possible, get your lesson teachers to record it for you. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and that might go without saying, you know, I don't know. But like I can make a good horn recording, of course. I can make a decent trumpet recording, um, but I have my t- trumpet lesson teacher do it instead like i, I have no ego like mm-hmm. i could play it for sure but i i want my kids to sound more like him than i do th- right. <laughs> than i want yeah, them to sound like me and that's on every instrument you know um between the three of us i'm sure we could come up with a recording for every single one but mm-hmm. um but if
1: you can have somebody it's... that has exactly that characteristic professional sound then
0: Exactly. That's what I want.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And um, and usually they're more than happy to. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll go in. They'll sight read it, and you know, and it'll sound incredible. And you're like, thank you for everything. and We love you, and you know, whatever. But um, and then we keep them, mm-hmm. of course, and we let them know, and we t- tell them we're gonna post them. And um, it's just it's so good for students to be able to hear it. Um, and I will say that. Uh, houghton horns as far as high school they they post
1: recordings
0: yes it used to be just horn and i would like every day it was like or every year it's like christmas whenever the (laughs) houghton horn tmea recordings come out and those are the ones that i send my kids to first new
1: houghton just dropped
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but now they're doing more brass Mm -hmm. so uh the tuba ones are out already i think um the trombone one they always do trombone ones i don't know if they're out yet uh trumpet is one that they've been doing too and they do the atssb mm-hmm. um and they'll put the music at the bottom this is just a resource if you guys don't know about these and maybe everybody knows about them i don't know but they're always great um but if you watch the music at the bottom they'll put in things like breath marks they'll put in like all kinds of stuff and they're just like good yeah they're, they're just really they're good.
1: great i've been directing all my kids that i can towards those recordings
0: I love their recordings every year. Um, and then there, of course, is the TMEA website. They have the professor that picked them for the year. Mm-hmm. They have a recording of them talking about it and playing through it as well. Um, I'm a big dum-dum, so I didn't realize like when you go on the TMEA website, one of those things under the instrument is a hyperlink to the recordings.
1: you got to be honest. Did you I know did this? I did not
0: know that. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. That makes me feel better that you didn't know this either. Because every year I would just go and I would, like, search and try and find it. Okay, let me find it, and then I'll tell everybody. If you hear clicking, sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. When you go to audition the etude list, Uh if you... um, Underneath the instrument, it says the Etude Selector video performance guide. And I just like, oh my gosh. and you click on it and that's the video.
1: Is that new? <laughs> or have they always done that?
0: I don't know. If it's new, then I feel better because I've never noticed that it's there. Right. But,
1: that's so <laughs> um, cool. It's,
0: yeah, it's there now and you can, it's just on the same page that all of, you know, you print out the errata mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's on the same page. Okay. Um, and that video is there. So oh, that's a great maybe resource. It's new. Yeah, I so it's I haven't seen it there. before,
1: so I'm going to assume it's new. Um, okay, good. Just so, to make <laughs> me and you feel better.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Because in the past, you know, they would always record themselves doing it. Right. Um, but I would have to, like, search for it. But, yeah, it's there. Okay. Yep. Um, so I think, I, I mean, recording, just having your kids have a resource to what the ideal you know, way to play this Mm -hmm. with a tone quality and musicianship and all of that. What a pro is doing is everything. Yeah. Just tell them to play it and go to sleep with it. And maybe they'll absorb some of it, you know, whatever it takes. Well, in these
1: days, like, it's so easy to have access to things like that. You know, you'll always hear the, Mm -hmm. the old band directors of Texas, um, (laughs) Talk about how they didn't have YouTube back in their day and all this, and which is true. Um, Which is true, yeah.
0: We're very lucky to have all of this. We are,
1: and you know, we have these resources and we should use them. Um, Mm -hmm. One cool thing you can do um, with the videos on YouTube is you can actually slow down the recordings. Um, You can slow them down to half, three quarter speed, and so. You're, the kids can actually play with them at mm-hmm. a slower tempo and make sure they get all the fingerings and stuff right. So they're not just listening mm-hmm. to it at performance tempo and trying to emulate that.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. Um, a really good tip. I, what was I going to say? Oh, there's no nice segue, but um, we have in all caps on our podcast notes, it says metronomes. <laughs>
1: so this is my soapbox, and all right, let's go for it. I get so mad every year when I tell my kids to practice with a metronome, and I walk in ten minutes later, and they're just playing their etude full speed again, no metronome, and it's just it's the thing that grinds my gears the most. And <laughs> in our applied music class my my catchphrase is use a metronome and the kids know it's coming every time that they do their tests and perform and you know to them it becomes like this funny joke it's like haha he's gonna tell me to use a metronome but Um, i i'm not joking i want you to use a metronome (laughs) i teach you how to use a metronome
0: seriously it's like our biggest enemy And our greatest friend, right, is the metronome. And you know, especially these, well, especially both, I guess. (laughs) I was gonna say, especially these slow etudes, where they make the rhythm just like stupid. Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. And And...
1: ornamentations and all this stuff that need to go in the right place. Yep. And these children (laughs) think that they know (laughs) it (laughs) all. These youths they Uh, are not practicing with their metronomes and then they get mad when they get you know fourth chair at region and they think they thought that they played it better than the other guy and i always say you know i bet they used a metronome
0: i bet they used (laughs) i bet they subdivided they
1: get mad at me but it's probably (laughs) true so i i i don't feel bad so I'm with you, you know, I'm with I know you. there's a, a subsect of, of people out there that are not metronome fans. Um, and I will happily have that conversation with you sometime. But
0: well, look, man, I hate the metronome, but I understand why it's so important. Yeah. Like it's it is it's
1: necessary. I think if you want to play a piece of music correctly. And if you want to play it the best way it should be performed i think that a mm-hmm. metronome is necessary now i For think sure. an over-reliance on a metronome is possible you know especially once you're approaching a performance but i think when you're learning and when you are working a piece up i think the metronome is the most important tool you can use to make yourself metronome
0: appreciation sounded. Yeah. So
1: I'm going to step off my soapbox now and send an email <laughs> yeah, to I the just, children that need to be using them right now.
0: <laughs> I just want you guys to know that it's in all caps on our on our dock and an angry face right next to it. Um,
1: I, and and... I, that is how I feel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, talking about like region and all state and, and all of that is... It's just the very real part of what we're doing right now, and it's a huge push. It is a great thing that we do. I think um, it only makes our kids better and um, gets them, especially those upper level kids that need significant like stuff to play need a significant challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something really cool. and you know, just having the experience of being in region band if they're, you know, able to make it, let alone making it to area and all state and all of that, which is a whole nother...
1: Whole, yeah, whole nother can of worms.
0: Yeah, and for sure. I
1: probably a good uh, episode topic for later on mm-hmm. in the fall. So you might be hearing a, um, a part two coming down the pipeline of this.
0: Yeah, I think that, yes, for sure. Well, um, happy region season to all of you. And I hope, you know... That one etude is not driving you crazy too much in your head. You know the one. There's always one. There's always one. <laughs> this year, I'm going to tell you right now, for me, it's the timpani etude. Can't uh... do it. Anybody from LCISD out there, that timpani etude, shout out. Uh, <laughs> that's my nightmare. So, well, <laughs> um, let's go into our work-life balance recommendations.
1: All right. <laughs> Well, my recommendation this week um, is something I'm excited about, and that is the return of football. Um, I know
0: it's Woo-hoo. not something
1: you probably relate to very much, being a I'm fan. I'm football
0: girly. Um, I appreciate football. You know, I did Marjorie Man all those years. I was at all the games. I love it. Um, but then I let that part of my life go. <laughs> That's
1: fair. <laughs> um, and now i i have to be clear i'm not talking about um high school football games um which i think are great and fine but i do not get up and get excited uh, to be on a sweaty <laughs> bus for hours and manage kids mm, no. um i'm talking about college football um i may i've always been a big college football fan um and i ever since doing my master's at the university of nebraska which uh you learned all about last week in our graduate school episode um
0: shout out to us again (laughs) (laughs)
1: um i've been a big uh nebraska football fan uh which has been a a bit of a curse as of late um (laughs) so we are recording this um on september 4th so have a happy labor day tomorrow um mm-hmm. but i was able to watch the corn huskers get embarrassed in ireland last weekend losing um in the fourth quarter against northwestern um but they did uh win this week so i'm happy about that you know they struggled for a while against University of North Dakota which uh, why but uh, they ended up pulling it out so uh, here's to a hopeful Husker football season
0: yay I, I have nothing to add to that um happy football you Can give
1: a good reckon you know.
0: yeah <laughs> recum. is <laughs> you know the uh, Texas Tech football is always you know uh, disappointing every year so I i I root them on i enjoy it we get our hopes up and then something you know devastating (laughs) happens so um okay just to go along with football uh it is fall time even though it's september september 1st is uh fall now that is canonically it's true yes uh thank you and fall candles are back my friends at bath and body works and everywhere uh, this is my favorite time of year. I love these scents. I love these scents. Um, they bring me an unreasonable amount of joy, probably too much. Like it is, it is everything to me, and I, I'm not exaggerating. So, fall candles. My recommendations. Um, my number one that I always get every year that I'm obsessed with is the Leaves candle. Um. That's a must-buy, everybody. The leaves candle is a must buy they also have it in hand sanitizer form this year um, and I may have bought a lot of them (laughs) my second one that I always buy is sweater weather we love yes yes and then this oh and then marshmallow fireside which I was burning earlier today even though it's like 90 degrees here (laughs) (laughs) marshmallow fireside is comfy cozy and we love it There is a new one that the internet is raving about right now, and it is called Mahogany Apple.
1: Ooh. That sounds good. Yeah.
0: And when I say the internet, I mean very specifically my For You page on (laughs) TikTok. Your algorithm is
1: raving about (laughs) it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is raving about Mahogany Apple. They love it. So, of course, your girl went out and bought it, and I will say it is very... I I love it. It's a good one. so those are my recs for fall candles and you should just go spend an unreasonable amount of money i love that
1: buying always wait for the two for 24 deal though
0: true true you know. they just had a ten dollar off deal okay i'm sure there's gonna be
1: more i mean it seems like every every week at bath and body works they're running a new candle sale so oh, it'll yeah. happen the
0: amount the amount of promotional emails i get from them is oh yeah obscene. We, but they work for, they work on me. We I mean. are
1: a candle house, so um mm. I can definitely share in your enthusiasm for that. Um we love sweater weather here. Um see sweater weather's a good candle. one. Um
0: you need to check out leaves. That's my all-time. Okay.
1: I may have to uh convince Morgan to uh take us to Bath and Body Works tomorrow.
0: You will not need to convince and her. I will not. I, I, <laughs> no, just say, "Girl, Whoa. we're getting, we're we're going to buy candles." She's there.
1: She is, and our our candle just burned out that we were um that we were using. So it's fate. We're gonna go get some candles tomorrow.
0: I have a stock, and I'm not allowed to buy more candles right now. <laughs> I'm I'm on a, I'm on a candle ban.
1: Okay, text but. me when you're tempted, and I'll I'll tell you no. Okay, that's not true you. i'll enable you i'll tell yeah. you to go to <laughs> candles <laughs> as a good friend should <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for listening this is the band hall a ybdt podcast
0: follow us on instagram at young band directors tx and find more information about joining ybdt at our website youngbanddirectorsoftexas.org. of texas.org
1: until next time